Chapter Two of the Garden Behind the Moon, a real story of the Moon Angel by Howard Pyle. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Two, The Moon Calf. There was a little boy named David who never had any other name that I know of, unless it was Silly David, for he was a moon calf, and all the other children laughed at him. A moon calf? What is a moon calf? Ah, little child, little child, that is something you can only learn in one way. For though a world-wise scientist, with two pair of short-sighted spectacles on his nose, may write a great book upon the differentiation of human reason, or another with far-sighted glasses, may write a learned disquisition concerning how many microbes there are in a cubical inch of buttermilk, they know no more about what a moon-calf is than my grandmother's bedpost. Moon-calf, says such a one, I do not know what a moon-calf is. There is no such thing. It's nonsense. If you want to know what a moon-calf really is, you will either have to ask the moon-angel, or else read for yourself in one of his never-to-be-altogether-understood books, where such things are told about if you only have the wits to understand what is written there. David was a moon-calf. He carried more wits about him than the little princess Aurelia, but nevertheless everybody called him a moon-calf. None of the other children would play with him because he was so silly, and so he had always to help his mother about the house and to look after the baby when she was busy. He lived in a village that stood on the rocky shores of a great sea that stretched far, far away toward the east, so that whenever the moon was round and full, there was the bright moon-path reaching away from the dark earth to the shining disk in the east. It was a queer, quaint little village in which little David lived. Nearly everyone in it, except the minister, the mayor, the schoolmaster, and Hans Kraut, the crazy cobbler, were fisher-folk. It had steep roofs, one climbing up over the other, as though to peep over one another's shoulders at the water below. Nearly at the top of the cliff was a church with a white steeple, and beyond that was an open common where there was grass, and where the geese and the cows fed, and where the boys and the girls played of an evening. Up above, on the top of the cliffs, was the highway, which ran away across the country and through the fields, past the villages, to the king's city. David loved the sea as a little lamb loves its mother, and oftentimes when the day was pleasant, he would carry the baby down to the shore and sit there on the rocks in the sun and look out across the water. There he would sit, hour after hour, and sing to himself and the baby, and think his own thoughts all to himself. None of the other children were at all like him, they had brown, freckled faces and shock heads and strong hands that were nearly always dirty. When they played with one another, they would laugh and shout and romp like young colts and tussle and roll over and over upon the grass. Poor little David would sometimes stand looking at them wonderingly. He would have liked to play with them, but he could not, because he was only a moon-calf and so simple. Sometimes the little boys, and even the little girls, would laugh at him because he was so foolish, and had a pale face and pale blue eyes, and nursed the baby. Sometimes they called him Simpleton, 
and sometimes they called him Nurse-a-Baby. When they teased him, he would carry the baby off to the rocks and would sit there and look out across the water and think of it all, and maybe want to cry so badly that his throat ached. End of chapter 2